I'm afraid of what man can do to me. And sincerely, that's me. But I've seen so many people go into bondage because of that. Another thing I don't like to talk about is money from the pulpit. Really, will you see me preach on money, prosperity, blessing, any of those things? Because at times it's so messed up, so way people use it these days, it looks like the pulpit is a place to make money or no. It's God that blesses. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I thank God for myself and my partners in the ministry here. We kind of make it a standard to not divulge into that too much. We can teach on the principles of God's blessings, but not for enticement or to tell anybody, do this or do that or do whatever God puts into your heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. As you sow, so shall you reap. Amen. And then in the issue of enemy, today I'm going to talk about that in the spiritual sense. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And Pharaoh and Moses. When Pharaoh met you and Moses, now who is Pharaoh? We are going to use today Pharaoh represents the oppressor. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The oppressor is the one that oppresses you. Is the one that opposes you. The oppressor wants to diminish you. Take away your blessings that God has ordained. Put you in bondage so that your life is in misery. And believe me, many Christians, many born-again Christians, find themselves under the oppression, oppressive nature of Pharaoh, or these things we have called about, and even more than that. It is very, very evil thing to be under bondage of any type. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For Christ came to set you free. And he said, the Son of Man did what set you free. You are free indeed. Many are not free indeed. Their marriage, their finances, their health, their children, people that they associate with, everywhere is like a full of hazard, full of troublesome things. They don't have really the peace that God gives. This is Pharaoh doing in your life. The blessings you see others getting, you are not getting your portion. We're going to look into that this morning and hopefully at the end God will bless you and help to give you deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. And then Moses typifies a deliverer ordained by God to deliver you from the oppressive works of the enemy, the Pharaoh's acts. We go back to Pharaoh and Moses because way back in the Bible, in Exodus, there was a people that God called unto himself, Israel, the people of God. And in the beginning, one of them called Joseph was sold by his brethren into captivity, into hostage. And when he went into hostage, bondage, and was not, 
his life was miserable. But God turned it around for him, <clears throat> and due to the gift of God in his life, he was moved to a position of high estates in the land of Egypt, which happens to be the ruling kingdom of the whole world at that point in time. So when God blessed him, and the same people that sold him under bondage came, he listened to God and forgave them and told his father, Jacob, to bring all his children to Egypt so that during the famine that is in the land, they will not need of anything. And Jacob carried all his children, grandchildren, resources, and everything into Egypt. And in Egypt, they prospered for a while, as long as the Egyptians or the Pharaoh or the people of Egypt that knows Joseph was around. But soon enough, he passed away, and his memory started to fade away, and the people that were being blessed, being prospered, now become subject of bondage. The pharaohs that were people of Egypt now full of jealousy because God was blessing them, <coughs> they now went into bondage and for hundreds of years they were under oppressive nature. They were tortured. They were abused. Their life was miserable day and night. There is no peace in them. And so it continues that at a point it says that God remembered Israel, and their cry came unto the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And when God, when it is appointed time to bring you out of certain things that the enemy has put in or used people to put upon you, God will send a Moses. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God will do what? Send a Moses. We're going to come to that. That Moses will come in with a message. One is message of deliverance, and the other is a message <clears throat> that you can turn back to the Lord and believe him, and the Lord will hear your cry. Now, when you are under bondage and the Lord bows of mercy is turned and he remembered you, he will send the most blessed be the name of the Lord. When you are cry, your midnight cry, as I always call it, <coughs> has come unto the Lord and he remembered you, he will send a Moses. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? When God decides to punish your enemies, when God wants to show them that he is God and they have overstepped a bound against you and it's time to deal with them, God will send a... Moses, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. And when God sends a Moses, he will give him power over your enemy. Now, Moses will be like a God over your enemies. In other words, he will speak. He will command. He will order God's will into existence against your enemies. So, when I say I don't recognize my enemies, not that I don't have one. People have tried to kill me, physically tried to kill me. Not by imagination or whatever, this physically, I've seen it, poison and stuff and so on, 
several times in my life. The enemy has raised his head to take my life on several occasions, so I do have both spiritual and mortal enemies. But I tell you what, after having recognized the power of God, one day, when that revelation broke through to my heart, one day, after my name was called in a place, and it looks like somebody put his hand in my heart and tore it off, and I fell inside the gutter, how many times? And then the Lord made me to realize why that can even happen when I am a believer. From that time on, I went to a friend who God sent as a Moses. I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him for many, many years. He told me that there is a power, amen, in me that has not been released. And that is why somebody else can do that. And I say for real, how do I get this power? I was talking to my children about it this morning. It's called the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When the Holy Spirit is in you, and you know who you are as a child of God, and you know who you belong to, we are fear of mortal enemies with Amos. You now know who you are in the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. We are going to define this Moses in different ways and follow in different ways as we go along this morning. So, when in the process that God wants to deliver you from whatever bondage, now what we call bondage is a situation that you detest, situation you don't want, situation that is being forced on you against your will. But you have to go along with it because you don't have any way to get out of it. Now, there is only one way ever the Bible has declared to get out of bondage. And I say there are so many bondages on your health. Poverty is a bondage. There are so many of them we can name, but you know your situation. Whether you are listening to me from outside or you are in this auditorium this morning, where we are in the beautiful city of Phoenix, we know that there is a God that says, by the anointing, what? The yoke is... Broken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It will take the anointing of God, a Moses for your way, to break any form of bondage because there is a spiritual and then there is a moral part of it. And you have to be able to recognize in yourself that this is an unwanted situation being forced against me by the enemy. And so you have to stand against it by the name of the Lord, by the power of the Most High God. And so your deliverance will come. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? <clears throat> now your Moses can be an angel. Wonderful. That's the type most of us want. An angel coming, swooping down, whoop, and save you from your troubles. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everybody desire that. <clears throat> On few occasions have it happened. Your Moses can be a model human being. He doesn't have to be a pastor, brethren. He doesn't have to be a prophet. He could be that sister. He could be that brother. He could be your wife. He could be your son. He could be your husband. He could be anybody that God has delivered his word into his mouth. And he said or talked about something that now inside something in your spirit that motivates you to action who motivate you to believe, to understand, and then you might, by God's grace, pull yourself out of that bondage. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Amen? You are more this can be the word of God that you have read and read and read and cursed every time in your life for the past 20 years. About two weeks ago, Pastor Yato was talking about Job 32 verse 8. The illumination of God's word into your heart. Somebody just said it and he tapped onto it and he has spoken about it several times in the past few weeks and said how that word, Job, 32 verse 8 has become a turning point in his life when he was facing situation that he was at the lowest end. He turned it around because it became a revelative work in his because he just dropped it there and it means something enlarged into his heart. And he turned it around and become a blessing. He spoke to it from somebody on our prayer line. The lady went with it, caught it, and went with it, and he wrote deliverance in, his, in her life too. The same Moses can be in the form of a revelative word, the word of God revealed to you. But you have to take it and do something with it. Martin Luther has read the Bible of heart of the word of God most of his life. He was a nun in the Catholic faith and he was so pious and so devoted to God, he prays all the time. But he has to follow the ordinance or the teachings of human being that says that righteousness comes by work. And that means a lot to them in those days. So they have to punish themselves. There are different names they call it. Some of them will tie themselves to a post and whip their body to pieces. Some of them will fast themselves to practically death. They do everything. But one day, that word of God came into his life. And that spirit spoke to him and said, Martin, yes, Martin, yes, the just shall live by faith. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He took that revelation, that Moses that came into his life that day, and turned the whole world around by just one single revelative word. Martin Luther is the Methodist type of Anglican type of this thing. In those days, it was the spiritual move that countered the powers of the kingdoms of this world, even the kings of the earth gathered against him, emperors and everything say, we have never seen, why are you going against everything we have thought or believed? He stood with God and God gave him victory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said that a mighty fortress is our God. He hid under God with that revelative power and turned the whole world upside down. The effect is still till today. Wesley caught a word of revelation and he became a Moses, a, a Moses, a messenger of deliverance, a breaker of bounds, yoke destroyer in the life of people. Now, I'm just saying this, that this, there are different levels of Moses. Most importantly, the Moses can be you. You can be the Moses that turn around to deliver yourself. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. It says that God told the daughters of Zion, say, deliver yourself, O Zion. Deliver yourself. Many a times we are waiting for the angel 
Many at times we are waiting for God. Many at times we are waiting for people. When the instrument of deliverance is in you. To deliver yourself from that bondage. Whatever it is. Through the grace and the mercies of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're coming to that. Now we are alive. When the Moses comes. He comes with a message. And that message will be tried. Many of us may not know it, but Moses have his own moments. There's at times it is up, there's at times it's down, especially when we are talking of human being. Even when it's an angelic Moses that comes, at times it doesn't pan out exactly. One was sent to Daniel. Daniel was waiting for the Lord for 21 good days. A Moses, a messenger, angelic being of deliverance was sent to him. But for 21 good days, for three whole weeks, while he continued to pray and pray and pray and pray, a force was opposing the Moses that was sent to him. He said, I contend with this angelic being. A force, so that you may not get the deliverance or the message that God is bringing forth. To the extent that God has to call in a backup. 911, yes. Heavenly 911, he called. He said, What's going on? He said, I can't get through. That's an angel. I couldn't make it. That's an opposition here. I said, Don't worry, I'm sending the heavenly bulldozer. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He sent Michael and he came and pushed him out so that the message of deliverance can come to. Daniel, blessed be the name of the Lord. As I said, Moses in your life may be challenged. The deliverance that God has for you to plan for you may be challenged. The blessed be the name of the Lord. It may be challenged by people. It may be challenged by the enemy. You may even be the one that will challenge the Moses. Look at the natural Moses that God sent at that time. There was challenge in the way. It has his moments. There was a time he wanted to do the deliverance by himself. He crashed. Then he took off and ran away to another country. And then in the desert, he found help and stayed with them for another 40 years. And then he has another moment, a burning bush moment, where he came into the revelative power of God. And God told him, I am that I am. I'm now sending you forth to go do something. The Moses in you can even doubt yourself like Moses did. He said, but I don't speak well. Mm. I'm not this, hmm. And each one, he said, God will bring a solution. He said, don't worry about it. I've taken care of it. Yes, you may even down yourself when you set out in the path of God's will to self-deliver yourself or to listen to people to deliver you or to call on somebody to deliver you or even angel to come and deliver you, there might be challenges on the way. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Because in every situation in life or most situations, before the dawn breaks, at times it gets darkest before the dawn breaks. The darkest part of the night, they say, is towards the dawn. When your miracle is about to come, when you are about to take hold of that Moses and break through, there may be discouragement. But there will be moments of victory. There will be moments of ups and downs. Then he went and said, okay, I'm going to go. And he came to the people he was supposed to deliver and said, who sent you? He told them, well, let's go to Pharaoh. And they went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? 
I am Pharaoh in my own land. I am the God of this land. They call him Isis or whatever they call him in those days. And you say, who sent you? You say, the Lord God of who? Israel. Okay. You know what I'm going to do today? You think you're under bondage. I will double your bondage at this point. There was a backlash. Instead of giving them the material to make the bricks, you don't even give them again. Go find it and still make the same quota you used to make before. Ha! Ah. And then the people that he came to deliver say, ha, we thought you came to deliver us, and now we are in a double whammy, double bondage. What kind of deliverance is this? Even that Moses may question himself, but God, our God, is not a man. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When God set his heart to hear your cry, when God set his heart to deliver you, when God has called the time of destiny that it is now the hour of your deliverance, Brethren, know that God will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. He will get it done. So don't worry about the things that will manifest around your hour of deliverance. There will be dark time, there will be sunlight time. There will be off time, there will be down time. There will be the mountaintop and even in the valley hour. But one thing you have to know is that the God that's is in that mountaintop, is also the God that is in the valley. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The mighty God is his name, and there is nothing impossible with God. Amen? When he said how to deliver you, you will be delivered. If he has to kill the whole Egypt, he will. But deliver you must. So, so Moses, okay, I'm going to give you a sign to Pharaoh. That any normal human being could have listened to just one of those and said, mm, I'm going to back out from this deal. I'm dealing with something beyond me. Change the water into red or blood. Didn't work. Flies came in, no way. Frogs came in, no way. This one came in, thunders in heaven, darkness over the land, everything. A normal will say, no, it's, but that mobile pharaoh can be stubborn. Because why are they stubborn? They have taken hostage. You know what he said to them? He said, Egypt is at peace. The Israelites are here to make sure that they do their work so that my people can have fun and relax. It is now part of their heritage. So why do you think I'm going to let them go, let you guys go, so that my people will not take over the bondage nature of you have? No. That will not happen. Each time he comes across to a green, he'll say, think about it. Say, my God, how can I allow this? The pyramids we are building, who is going to build it? The work that the people are doing for the other. The fellow will look at this thing and say, no, I'm not going to succumb to this idea. But God only allow it as long as it takes so that he can bring a complete destruction of your enemy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When God decides to approve something, he doesn't leave any roots. Amen? He will uproot it from top to bottom, up to 20 feet, no matter how deep it goes, he will dig it up and destroy it so that that enemy will not stand before you again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah? <clears throat> now, the question is this. Will you recognize your Moses when it comes? That's number one question of today's ministration. Many of us in our pride, 
or ignorance does not recognize the hour of their own deliverance. They've been praying for something forever and ever and ever and praying, but when God has steered himself to help, to deliver you, we look at it well, it's not well dressed. It doesn't even look like some. You haven't delivered yourself. How much more me? They cast away their Moses. God tell them, say, look, there is something you need to do. And they say, well, how can that be? I will negate it. A sister was giving testimony this morning. I was coughing and stuff. And God showed her something. Go take it. It may be something, if you call it, may look stupid to us. But that is God's work of deliverance. She obeyed and did it, and she saw the result. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Many of us, we go against our Moses because they, they didn't fit the stereotype of somebody who can do it because this person has been, the, some of the people that have blessed and helped me are people who are out to oppose and destroy me. From the same mouth that they have caused or tried to pull me down, they turn around and bless me by saying something that gave me a way through. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. I can name instances of people mistakenly say something when they are in no position against me already. They turn around and say, you know, I could have done this. And I listened. God used them to give me deliverance. Because he said that even when a man's way pleases the Lord, amen, if your way pleases the Lord, amen, I say amen, amen, he will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Your own very enemies. They will give you the code to break the yoke. They will give you the answer to the question you needed. They will give you the way to break through against their own very will because the hand of the Lord is on it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't treat your enemy. Treat them as a resources. Don't be bitter against them. Look at them for what they are. They are under bondage, but God can use even the worst of them to be a blessing to you because if, if a man's way pleases the Lord, even your enemies will find a way. They don't, they don't, they're not going to do it because they like you. <laughs> they're not going to do it because they want to. They're going to do it because the hand of the Lord is on their throne. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They are at a choking point. They have no option. God is out to deliver you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. So when your Moses comes, do not give up. Do not turn them around. Recognize that this is the hour of deliverance. You know, God uses different people. There was a time that Job was in a situation, and, and this situation was so bad, in fact, all his life in that time was bad. But there was a young man among the three friends, who were so-called friends. They are friends that are not friends. They are worse than enemies. They were making Job's life miserable on top, his own misery. Of course, the wife already <laughs> decamped a long time ago. So he was man alone. Until then, he would start to speak from the wisdom of God. If you listen to what that young man, he said that I thought that age we spoke, gray beards will be better, gray hairs and stuff, but wisdom is from the Lord. 
And, they, and, and then Job caught unto the revelation. And he says later on in chapter 42, he says, Job did what? He said he forgot, he forgave his friends and prayed for them. And God turned his captivity around. Blessed be the name of the Lord. From the little word that I young man spoke, he meditated it because he didn't know this is something from the Lord. He now went ahead and did something he hadn't done before. The people that have tarnished, spoken against him, told him that he was evil, he was sinful. That's why all this thing is happening to him. You deserve it and so on. He said he prayed for them. He forgave them. And then what? God turned his captivity around and he gave him double portion of all. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Now, there's categories of pharaohs. There is the internal pharaoh and there is the external one. And they are equally bad, all of them. The one inside can be troublesome. The one outside it can be just a nuisance. But there are four groups I'm going to mention and talk to about quickly here. When one, <clears throat> hallelujah, it says, when you are your own fellow, your work, your action, your lack of understanding of following the counsel of the Most High God, your sin has brought oppression against you. That's when you are your own pharaoh. Then, there is mortal pharaohs. The one I'm talking about that I don't recognize because I'm going to show you why I don't recognize them from the world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But that is the one that people who are prophets or call themselves prophets but are not prophets, that's the one they used to make a lot of money. They usually blow your head up and say you are enemies. You are enemies. This and that. They see your enemies at very corner. They told you what to do about it. It's ignorance on your part to recognize them and go with them. That is the second part of Pharaoh. Then there is a spiritual Pharaoh that I want to tell you something about that later on in the next few minutes, but let's leave it for now. Then there is the fourth part and therefore, but let me pray for you right away that it never happens. God shall never be your Pharaoh in the name of Jesus. Say amen to that. Because if a man fights against you, you can go to God. If Satan fights against you, you can go to God. But if God fights against you, it's a big trouble. It's a big mess. You know, Psalmist was speaking about it. He says in Psalm 109, verse 6, he says, he says, he says what will happen to a man that God is fighting against that he will make your enemy to sit in the right hand of the person and give Satan the right to praise the person. Let's look at Psalm 109, verse 6. He says, set down a wicked man over him and let Satan stand at his right hand. That's a terrible situation. When God has withdrawn all protection, have gone away from everything, and Satan, there's few times it happened in the Bible. I say to you, if you ever find in that, you have said in that situation, and I pray you never do, throw yourself right away without question or thinking 
throw yourself right into the hand of the Lord. Amen? Do not even think about it. If ever heaven opposes you, throw yourself right into the message of God. David found it the hard way. He opposed the most high God. He challenged God in his action, and God was stood up against him and Israel. And it came to a point that thousands were dying and being destroyed, and the prophet came and said, choose and choose, and God said, choose this, is it? give you to your enemy, give you to this, do this and that. He said, no! Of all these choices, the only one I will go with is, let me put myself under the hand of the Most High God, because I know that God is merciful. That angel stood up to destroy the whole Jerusalem and set his sword against Jerusalem, and God remembered his mercies. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because the Bible says, for his mercies does what? Endured forever. So number four, we take it out of the equation. The one that people worry most about is the spiritual and the model enemies of pharaohs that become a hindrance to their life. You are only worried about that because you don't know the word. Let me tell you what to worry about. Worry about the number one, which is you. Which is you, an opposition in sin against the Most High God. Because many a times number two, number three, and number four is a seed. An outcome of the seed sown against through number one. Number one meaning you being your own pharaoh, an enemy to yourself. It's a deep word. It's a deep statement. It's one that I've seen every facet of it. When we are our own enemy. And there is no deliverance for you from God or from man or from anybody you have to deliver yourself through God's help and grace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You have to repent. You have to turn around. You have to recognize your failure. You may have to apologize. You may have to prostrate yourself. You may have to forgive. You may have to go bearing gift. You may have to do whatever it is to turn things around when you initiated it. But that you have to do to deliver yourself from bondage. That's why I say to them, he said, oh, daughter of Zion. That was in, um, that was in a, a book of, uh, he said, oh, daughter of Zion. He said, deliver yourself. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That second, uh, he said, deliver yourself from this because you have done what? They have marched with the daughters of Babylon. They put themselves into that position and when the calamity that was ordained come upon their head, they now call unto God, and God said to them, deliver yourself. Now you cannot do anything. It has to be God's grace. But you have to do your part. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen? <clears throat> now, quickly here, because of time, let's do some, some, four of these things. When you, God is your Pharaoh, your, your we already say you never be in that portion, but throw yourself at the mercies of God right away. So number three is spiritual pharaohs. Now, you cannot do anything about that in most cases. You say how? Because of this. Look at Daniel, praying for 21 days and stuff. Even God and angel couldn't. It has to be God. 
You don't have any power of your own to do anything against any force of the enemy. Especially when they are in a high and elevated position, when they are not just demons, not just the oppressive one, but the one that is actually angelic beings or satanic forces. Your deliverance will be from the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. And God promised in his word, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 3. Let's do this quickly, okay? 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. But the Lord is faithful, he says, who shall establish you and keep you from all evil. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. <clears throat> Hallelujah. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? They are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. When it is a spiritual pharaoh that is attacking you, it has to be God. You don't have any power of your own. You don't have any offense or defensive weapon. The only time the Bible gives us advice about it is say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But you have to resist them through the word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Resist the devil and he do what? He will flee from you. Amen? Now, in the second part, which is mortal enemies. Here is why I don't worry about that. Because God has already done something for us. Let us look at Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8. Quickly please. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8. Zechariah 2 8. It says, I have had the reproach of Moab and the revilings of the children of Ammon. Those are enemies. Whether they have reproached my people and magnified themselves against their border. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. These are people who have magnified themselves against you. But what did God say? We are going to find out. Let's quickly go to uh, Isaiah 54, verse 15. Quickly, we are going through this pretty fast. I just look at the time and we're almost done. <clears throat> he said, Behold, they shall surely gather, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall do what? Fall for thy sake. Amen? I picked this word early in that time. That it is a must that your enemy is bound to gather against you. But the word of God said that any who shall come against you do, will do what? Shall fall for thy sake. I claim that promise. Let's go to verse 17. Quickly, please. 17. He now says again regarding to this, your physical enemies. No weapon that is formed against thee shall do what? Prosper. And every tongue that shall come against thee shall do what? Be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Now, this is part of your inheritance. So why would I be worried and listening to these prophets who want to take your money, who want to put you even in deeper bondage, telling you have all these enemies and this? Yes, you have to walk in wisdom. But when you start to worry or go sleepless night or because of mortal enemies, you have allowed yourself to be dragged into bondage. These are the promises of the word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7. Quickly please. Proverbs 16. 
I'm sorry, not, not Proverbs. Um, verse 2, this is Proverbs 16, verse 7. Just leave it there. Proverbs 16, verse 7. It says, we already put this, that when the ways, when a man's way does what please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. These are the things I put into myself and believe God for. And the fear of mortal enemies the most in my life. They went away because I know that God is able to do this. 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 15 and 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 15 and 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 20. Please, let's hurry up. Are you there? I can open in the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 15. Oh, sorry. 2 Chronicles. I'm giving you the wrong information. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15 and 17. Are you there? All right. If we don't have it, let's move on to another chapter on the verse, on the number one of the issue that I really want to touch about this morning about you being your own pharaoh. <clears throat> you have to understand that the seed you sow today can become an instrument for the enemy to put you in bondage tomorrow. Many of us have neglected the word of God gone aside the truth of the word of God. And many of us have done things that will hurt others in their life. And many of us have gone and done certain things or say certain things that will destroy others. And we take it for granted. Many people that came to me or have met who are in bondage sow that seed themselves because of their actions. And they have not truly repented from those ways. They have not really gone back to apologize. In their ignorance, they went and do certain things and hurt others deeply and open door for the enemy to put them in bondage. And now they are suffering because of some of their actions but they want to be delivered from their own situation. I want to tell you that if you find yourself in that, and I believe God is speaking to somebody among us, let not pride hold you down. Go and apologize. Go and confess. If you have to call the brethren or one person in the family of faith to go with you, that is good. But you have to say the things that you have done. You have to come out clean so that your own bondage, you can be delivered from your own bondage. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You push somebody inside a pit, and then you got dragged down into a pit, and you want to climb out of that pit, but you have not done what you should do to get the other person from that pit, God may not allow you to get out of that situation. God is speaking to somebody among us this morning. The situation you find yourself is of your own making. 
The only way to get out of it is to do the right thing. You are praying on your own. You are confessing on your own. You are talking to God about it. But there's a somebody you have heard terribly. You have said something. You've done something. You push that person or him or her down the pit. And in the course, you find yourself in that pit yourself. Your bondage is of your own making. And the deliverance is you have to deliver yourself by doing what is right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Some people, to get our way in dealing with others, maybe it's a man or a woman issue, maybe it's a family issue, maybe it is this and that. And then we say, we lie, we do so many things that now get you, get the other person into that mess, more mess and more mess with the authority or with other people and stuff. And then you find yourself practically in the same situation. You need to go ahead and confess yourself. Go approach that person and confess. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2. Quickly, we're rounding up, please. We don't have much time again. 59 verse 2. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2. But your iniquities, he says, have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins has hid his face from you that he will not hear. That is what he's saying here. God is calling on you to repent from any work that you have done to destroy others. And you'll find yourself in bondage. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 7. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 7. Let's do this quickly, please. <clears throat> he said, is that the place we read before? Let's just leave that and move on because I won't be able to explain this in detail the way I want to explain it. But I want you, it's Zechariah, not Zephaniah. But let's leave it now. Now, and I want you to know that God loves you. There's a question that God asked Pharaoh, or that Pharaoh asked Moses. And that is where we're going to be closing. In that question, it says, who is your Lord? And that's the question I want to ask somebody in our midst this morning. Who is your Lord? It's a question that Moses was able to answer. Are you able to answer that question sincerely? That God is your Lord. Are you paying lip service to God and you seek to come out of bondage? Are you in opposition to God in your life and you want to come out of bondage you already found yourself in? It is not going to work. Now you have to understand that you, the, the Lord, that many of us confess and say that the Lord is our God. But that is lip service that doesn't go down to your heart. Whatever bondage you find yourself, and it is of safe doing, not just from another people or from the enemy or from God, but this is you are doing, you have to come clean. The message of repentance is lost to the churches. Repentance from evil work, the one you've done to other people, you don't just hide it and say it's going to be okay. That is why many people are self-inflicted bondage 
and the enemy is oppressing them in their life because the enemy has used them to oppress others. They gave false witnesses. They accused somebody wrongly. And they do things and say things just to get their way. And they find themselves in that situation now. You have to come clean. I've said this like three times. There's a reason for that. If you are that person, you have to come clean for God to deliver you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And lastly, let's look at Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. As we stand on our feet, everybody, this morning. Let's look at Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. <clears throat> we can stand on our feet. We're about to close. We're trying to round this up. We hurried it at the last minute. They didn't really go into detail in some of the stuff. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by the flatteries. But what? Read with me the second part. But the people that do know their God shall be what? Be strong and do exploits. The exploit you can do against the kingdom of that is unlimited if you know your God. But you have to be strong. You have to know your Lord. So that you can do exploits against those demonic, satanic forces that has held you in bondage. I'm going to pray with you this morning wherever you are. If the enemy is holding you bondage in any form or manner. If there is a pharaoh in your life. The oppressor, the work of the enemy. That you have tried, you have done everything you can, and you are still finding yourself under his domain, authority. I want to tell you that God's word is a Moses to you this morning. Don't pull people down and hope to escape. Don't dig a grave for other people and push them inside it. And seek to live above ground. Especially if they are children of God. Especially if that he or she is a child of God. Be careful. But God is merciful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is what? Merciful. You, daughter of Zion, you need to deliver yourself. You need to come out clean to such person and confess your failures, your sins, and ask for forgiveness so that you can be set free yourself. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God does not wish for any of us to remain in bondage. The work of the oppressor is terrible. It can make any life miserable. There will be a Moses that God has sent to you, either an angelic visitation, a mortal woman being, yourself, through the word of God, through revelation of his word. Whichever way it comes, accept it this morning. 
so that you can be delivered. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I could have told a couple of stories regarding to this issue. A young woman that seeks to destroy somebody else just because they didn't like that he's married to their mother. And they said and did things that put the other one, destroy their ministry, destroy their life. And the world believed them. Then, 15 years down the line, their own operation come. By then, they have turned to the Lord. Two young ladies. But why is this thing happening to us? Every prayer, every intercession for them did not work. The Holy Spirit made it clear to them that this is what you did so many years ago. You have to come out open and tell the whole people that you fabricated this lie to destroy somebody else's life to get your own way. You have fabricated these things that took somebody down, broke their spirits, so that you can get compensation or money or whatever it is. God hates such things. If you are listening to me this morning and the message is for you, there's only one way out. You have to repent, turn around, and if such people are still with you, you need to go and confess and ask for their forgiveness. I told the story in this church about one man that oppressed me so much. I'm not sure if I told you here. I mean, what he and some others did to me was terrible. Forward it, God took me out of that environment to United States here. Some years ago, I got a call from him. He said, pray for me. Who are you? I'm this person. You? Yes. What for? He said, you have to pray for me. My life is just sliding down the hill, down the hill, down the hill, down the hill. Anything I put my hand to do is a failure. The pit he digged for me, or they digged for me, they found themselves in it. So I released him. Then after some time, I took some money and gave to him. They go start business and see what the Lord will do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He sent me pictures of himself, of his progress after two or three years, it is not like the same person again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? That's just one testimony among many. Remember what I said this morning. Turn around and repent and turn to the Lord. And the mercies of God endure forever. And you shall do great exploit in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise him, you can come back on. As we pray, Father, we thank you. We don't have time to call out a prayer line this morning, but you know who you are. Father, I'm joining your 
child to say forgive. I'm joining your child to say have mercy, Lord. I'm asking for grace. For this is hour of deliverance. It is a time of mercy, Lord, and you have initiated it. Let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. As they reach out to confess, to ask for forgiveness, turn things around for them in the mighty name of Jesus. As they humble themselves and listen to your word, Father, send help from heaven in the name of Jesus that their own deliverance will be speedy and their own sins be washed away by your grace, Lord. You already did it, Lord, and we thank you. We bless your holy name today. Receive all the glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Shall we start our Sugiba offering? Amen. the one you have shown me 